0: Good evening, welcome to St. John Chrysostom, those of you who are from another rite of the Catholic Church, Most Reverend Bishop John, Father Mandelas, Deacon Benjamin, and Presbytera Kelly, and my brothers and sisters here present, I would like to tell you I'm only going to preach for an hour and a half, <laughs> so that, that should keep you busy for a while, I'm thinking about that. We celebrate a great saint, which we started yesterday, uh, Pantaleon, and his gift is exactly that. God has given him a great gift, to dispense mercy and healing. He was born in 284. He was martyred at 340. Will all the children from the age of 1 to 12 stand up? Everybody, one to 12. That's OK. That's just fine. He lost his mother. He lost his mother when he was 12 years old. That is a blow. You would understand that to a Now, are there any young people here 20 years old? Nobody? Uh-huh. He was your age when he was martyred, stood before the emperor, 20 years of age. Okay, now that we have some idea of who Panteleman is, we have to take a look at this. He lived in the city of Nicomedia, which is present-day Turkey, and it was in this area, in this district, there were many Christians persecuted for the faith. You had a pagan emperor... Maximian, who had no use for Christians whatsoever. The emperors were never faithful to us in any form, except the one that was converted to Christianity, Constantine. it was his father, Eustochius, devoted pagan, and his mother, Eubila, who was a devoted Christian. Pantelemon learned his faith from his mother. His name Pantalion in Greek means a lion, tenacious as a lion. When he was baptized, his name was changed, and we'll go through that in a minute as to why. The baptism took place after he had come to see that the idols were useless and that they had no meaning. He realized, and so Hermulos who baptized him named Mpantilemon, which means all-merciful. He was given the name like the Christ. The reason? Because he dispensed his knowledge for the healing of people without remuneration. He did it out of the love of the needs of the people. And so, this great saint that we honor this night, with these three days, comes to an understanding of who he is for us in this sense. He comes to an understanding to himself in the acceptance of the gift God has given to him. The epistle you heard, the view of the foolish, they seem to be dead, but they are not. The saints in glory come to take care of us. How many have ever watched eagles here? Anybody? Just me? You watched eagles. They perch very high up on the mountains and the nest is made there. And the father eagle will go searching for food for them. However, mama is a little different. When the little ones are ready to start flying, she not only pushes them slowly, slowly, but she will literally kick them out of the nest and throw them down. Who goes to rescue them? Papa. He's watching, and he swoops down underneath them to catch them, lest they be killed. Pantelemon's mercy is that way. It is given to us to catch us from falling into the depths of despair. And away from our Lord Jesus Christ. The view of the foolish, these great ones do not exist. They're gone, they're dead, forget it. It's a historical fact, move on. Let's go, move on, move on. But for those who understand the mysteries of heaven, for those who understand the fact that the person endowed with the gift of Christ by baptism for eternity never pass away, and that their friendship, is given to us. That's his understanding. His understanding is he wants to give us his friendship so that he can do for us as he did for the living. The healer wants to heal our problems. It is in the name of Panteleman that we come tonight. He was sent to a medical school by his father. His father had hoped that he would become the court physician. And He did very well and finally did become the court physician for the emperor. He was quick-minded, he was handsome, he was courageous, he was elegant in his speech. But more than that, he was very, very, very compassionate. In working for the court and for the emperor, he realized something, that the body alone is not enough for its endurance into eternity, but it was important that he heal the soul. When the emperor burned 20,000 Christians in a church with them in it, that's what made him wake up and see. And his doubts of the pagan gods came to life, remembering what his mother said. So those who are dead are in the eyes of the foolish to be dead, but they are in peace in eternity, what we seek. If you listen carefully, the cantors will sing this line about Pantelemon. Sing the tropa.
1: You receive an invitation Through the lips of Hermolus Which came from heaven itself You embraced the faith of your mother and you rejoiced when you
0: were killed for it. Thank you. That's enough. Thank you. It is exactly that. Christ offers an invitation and the invitation of Christ Jesus is to live away from this world even though we're in it but to live another way of life. Pantilemon began to realize there's something wrong with the pagan worship. It goes nowhere, nothing happens. It was in that city on his way to the medical school that he passed the house of a priest, Hermolus' name, and he passed every day. This priest watched him and took note of his intelligence and his compassion for people. And so he called him in and asked the young man a question. He said, where do you come from and what do you trace your knowledge to? His answer was this. My father, he said, is a court minister. My mother has passed. I am now taking instruction for medicine to heal. And Hermelus asked him a question. He said, in the healing of the body, is that the total reality that you know? And he thought about that, could not answer, but went home and pondered that. And he kept thinking about that, kept thinking about that. The body's healing is not the only thing we're about. Coming back over and over, Hermalus asked him a question. To which side of the faith do you belong? He said, Well, I practice with my father. He said, but I always loved the faith of my mother. Listen again to the tropa. Now sing it all. You receive an
1: invitation. Through the lips of Hermolus, which came from heaven itself, you embraced the faith of your mother, and you rejoiced when you were killed for it. In return you received the grace to heal sickness, so heal our infirmity that we may honor you, O great
0: martyr Pantaleon. Thank you. And so Hermilus asked him, he said, if you love the faith of your mother, why do you still worship the idols? He said, there's no one to teach me. Hermilus said, I will teach you. It is the same thing that you and I encounter every day. We meet people who are waiting for an invitation to come to Christ Jesus. We become that gift for others. There is a story told about a young monk and an old monk in a Buddhist monastery. The young monk always wanted to serve. And so he went to the monastery. And under the tutelage of the monks, he began his journey in faith. Buddhist. now we're talking about. And so, his time had come at the end of the first year to make what they called the pilgrimage. It was a track to the holy mountain that they considered where God himself taught. And so they went. It was a two-day journey. And you know the monks, or maybe you don't know, the monks of the Buddhists carry a begging bowl And the begging bowl, whatever people put in there is what they eat, nothing else. If it's not given to them, they don't eat it. They won't pick anything. They won't grow anything. It's only what people give them. On the way back from the track of the mountain, on the first day, they slept overnight outside. And then the next morning got up and continued the journey. The second day, on the journey back, they came across a river. There was a lady standing at the foot of the river, and there she had a child in her arm and one on her hand. And the old monk rolled up his garments and waded through the water to get to the other side. The young monk looked at that and said, How could she cross alone? She might perish, and the children also. And so, He picked up the child, took the woman by the hand, and waded through the water. So he was carrying the child and she was carrying the infant. Waded through the water. When they got on the other side of the river, put it down. And he said goodbye and continued on. When they got to the monastery, the old monk said to the young monk, before we enter the doors, I have to ask you a question. Why did you do what you do? You know it's forbidden to talk to women or even touch them. You not only touched her, you pick up the child, you held her hand and took her across the river. The young monk looked at him and said, What do you mean? He said, You broke every rule we have. We don't know if we could taunt you. So the young monk thought a minute and he said, Just a minute. He said, I put the woman down at the water's edge with the child. You have carried her in your heart until now. What do you and I carry in our heart that we seek healing for? Why do we come to Pontelema? It's because we want to get rid of what we are carrying in our heart. And many people you meet every day carry around all kinds of sorrows, depression, loneliness, hatreds, bigotries. They need to be healed of all of that. You and I are the only ones from heaven's gift to do that. The intercession of Pontelemon, who has passed in the view of the foolish to be dead, is still the one to come before the Christ and obtain the mercy for the forgiveness of all of those things Besides the miracles of the feeling of the body that he did. And still does. So the priest asked him, he said, what does your teacher say to you? He said he teaches about his Slippiatus and Hippocrates and Galen and all the rest. He says, but there's one thing missing. He says, I do not see the healing of their person. And that's when Hermelus said to him, would you like to learn? And he said, yes. And so he instructed him in the Christian faith and baptized him and changed his name from Ponteleon to Pantelemon, the All-Merciful One. It was this gift that he wished to give his father. His father was an advent, prayer to the idols. And he asked Hermelus, should I break the idols in the house? Hermelus said no. He said, your actions will have your father destroy them, and he will have the joy of destroying them himself. He said, you must ask questions that make sense to your father because he's a very reasonable man. So coming from the court, after eight months of teaching from Hermalus, he asked his father a question. He said, Why is it that the gods you worship stand but do not sit? And the ones that sit do not stand. And none of them speak to you. His father was astounded. Never even thought about that. He said, they don't talk to you. And he walked away. With that, his father began to inquire the difference. And it was Panteleman who taught his father. And his father was the one who went to Hermolus and ultimately was baptized. And what do you think he did? What did Panteleman want him to do? Break the idols. The question is put to us the same. What idols do we have in our life that we still worship? Is it materialism? Is it position? Is it power? Is it profession? Is it pride? What is it? All of us have idols, myself included. What are the idols that we have been invited to break before we pass this life so that we can be with Christ perfectly? And what idols do you invite people to destroy in their own lives so that they can have peace? And they're all around us. The idols are all around us. They are so subtle that we don't recognize them sometimes. It is crucial to recognize idols in our life and destroy them. And if we destroy them, we have the joy of destroying them. But you need the help of the healer. You need the help of the Holy Spirit that he will obtain. You can't do it alone. AA teaches one thing, which makes perfect sense to me. It always did. Every person I've sent to AA learned this lesson. I can't do it alone, but with him, I can. That's the lesson Pantalemon is giving us this very night, that we need to destroy the idols in our life, ask for the healing for whatever idol we need to destroy, and obtain it by the mercy of Christ Jesus through the intercession of a friend. How many of you have friends you talk to that are not your husband or your wife? Raise your hand. Why do you have that friend? What? I like him. Exactly. What else do you find in that friend? Have you thought about it? What else do you find? Louder. Authenticity. They really make no judgment. They will listen. It is that that we seek. It is that kind of relationship upon the that we need to have because no judgment will be issued. And authenticity is there to give us the union with Christ Jesus in our life. But if you don't ask, you won't get. When you have a problem or I have a problem, we go to our friends and we say, bah, 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 and it's amazing how we will tell them things we wouldn't tell mother, father, sister, brother, or spouse. It is the same with the saints. If we don't tell them, we don't talk with them, how can they go to Jesus and ask for what we need? It's impossible. They can't read our minds. They are as human in heaven as they are on earth. In the view of the foolish, they're gone, but they're not gone. And so, use the friend for what he is. Hermalus not only baptized Pantaleon and his father, but it was after that like the daughter of Jairus risen from the dead in Bethesda that we find Pantaleon's mystery of Christ starts to pour through him. Since Jesus became his best friend, Jesus has chosen him to dispense his mercy. That's what it's about. It's like another lady we know. you're her friend, she will ask. And if it's not good for you, you can bang your head against the wall. No mother's going to ask for what destroys you. Pontelemon would not ask for what is not good for us. And what happens here? He comes home on his way from the medical school and he sees a child bitten by a huge snake. And he thought, this mother and father must be destroyed see their child dead. And so he was taught by Hermelus, invoked the name of Jesus to heal. And he remembered the story what Jesus did for the daughter of Jairus. And he said, in Jesus' name, I command you, get up. The little girl got up. His first and great intercession before Christ yielded a miracle that the whole city came to know about which endangered his life. But it was about giving mercy, giving healing. And so, as a Christian, how many times do you and I endanger our lives for the sake of the gospel? You need to think about that, and you need to pray over that. Do your actions betray you? Even if you never say you're a Christian, can you be put in prison for your actions if you can be put in prison for your actions, you've succeeded. Because Christianity is about who we believe in and what we believe about who we believe in, what we do for his name. Pantaleon did and was put in prison. It is that mystery that comes to us by his very life because he learned it from the scriptures. Jesus did the same thing put his life in danger for the love of us. And that's why he was given the name The Merciful One. When the snake died, and he was baptized, and he saw what happened, he realized there was only one way, and that had to be the way of Christ. There was a blind man who was famous in the city who used to beg before the emperor's palace, Everybody knew about him. And he, they were kind to him. He had gone to all the doctors in the city. Nobody could help him. And in the end, his eyesight was worse than when he began the treatments. He chanced upon Pantelemon. And Pantelemon healed him in the name of Jesus. When he was healed the whole city started talking about it. How could this blind man see? And the doctors became very jealous of Panteleman. And of course, jealousy brings destruction. It's the old story. Whenever we are jealous, we fall into a pattern which is destructive of ourselves and of others. These doctors went to the emperor and said, do you see what's happening? Everybody that he cures, turns from the worship of the idols to this Christ. We can't have that happening. And so the emperor called him in and asked him about that. He did not deny it. Stand up. You're 20 years old. 20 years old, a doctor challenged the emperor of the whole entire Eastern Roman empire. Would you do that? Mm, That's right. Very dangerous. Thank you. Very dangerous. Yet, Panteleman did that. And it was because of this that the emperor ordered the condemnation. He said, you're blaspheming our gods by turning away. And because the emperor had put him into the household, because he was such a great doctor, he said, all you have to do is burn a little incense in front of the idols, and you'll be free. Panteleman refused. Absolutely not. He would not blaspheme the name of Jesus. And so with that came the condemnation. And the condemnation was to be boiled in hot lead. And his priest friend also when they prepared the hot lead and they dropped it to the cauldron, the Lord Jesus appeared and sent the angel, and the lead went cold. And so he was not burned. That infuriated the emperor, and he decided to take a millstone. How many have ever seen a millstone that grinds wheat? Very few. The stones are usually this tall, and they have a hole in the middle through which the bar goes through. Turns in order to crush the wheat, to break the wheat open so it can be used. They tied that around Pantaleon's neck, and he was ordered to be thrown into the sea. When he was thrown into the sea, the stone floated, and enraged the emperor even more. And so he brought him back, and he said, "It's time to throw him to the lions, because surely the beasts will devour him." When he was thrown to the lions in the arena, the lions became as quiet as lambs and came over and he petted them and took care of them, enraging the emperor even more. He put the lions to the sword. With that, he ordered the beheading. And so, when the soldiers came, they were terrified. Because they had seen the miracles with their own eyes. But yet, they worked for the emperor and they could deny it. Sounds like politicians, doesn't it? Anyway, it is interesting to note that they only tried to chop off his head because they feared for their own lives. Well, they tried. It didn't work. The swords broke. They tried over and over again. Finally, the challenge was made by Panteleman to the emperor. He said, if your physicians can cure, he says, let them do it. And he said, if I cannot, then you chop my head off. The challenge was made. The physicians couldn't do it. The emperor wanted him to cure first. And he said, if I do that, what challenge is there to the truth? Who is the true God? And so he asked them to do it, and they couldn't. When they couldn't, and he cured the blind man. The emperor became even more infuriated. At that point, Pantelemon gave up. He said, oh Lord, let me have peace and your glory. And so then the executioner came with the permission of Pantelemon. Think about this a minute. He gave them the permission because he asked Christ Jesus, let this end. And they cut it off his head. That's how he was martyred. However, we have to look at a few other things. Let's take a look at the intercession we're asking for. Are we asking to help us give up pagan practices? How many open fortune cookies? Are we not guilty? We don't even see it. It only dawned on me recently, I said, why am I even reading these? it's that subtle horoscopes people live by horoscopes they look in the paper well it's oh well, i was going to say it's going to rain today but here yeah, it always rains so anyway that that would mean a thing but it's the materialism also the occult practices superstitions all kinds of things that the culture has taught us and we've absorbed it without even thinking about it and so we're asked in these three days to come and think and look into our lives where all of this affects us. And what about God's name, filthy language, insulting the sacred, making fun of those things that are holy, or unnecessary work on Sunday, and the most one that people even think about, go shopping on Sunday. If you absolutely need it for your family survival, that's one thing. But why do you go shopping on the holy day when the holy day belongs to God? And I myself have been guilty many times until it dawned on me, what am I doing? What am I doing? I have six days in the week. Why do I go shopping on Sunday? It's the small things that we never even look at. Do we obey legitimate authority? And do we raise our children in a family of peace? Or is there turmoil in our house? Crucial. Do we teach children that we are responsible for to have an understanding of the love of one another and care of one another, or do we pit one child against another? We were one queen over five jacks. How many know what that means? My sister was the firstborn, and the five of us were all boys. My sister pulled all kinds of stunts all the time. And we'd complain to my dad. You know, she took my shoes. She did this. She threw this out the window. Me. She bit me in the ankle. And he would say, he would say, "What are you talking about? What do you mean, Dad? We just told you what happened." And my brother Tony said, "You're prejudiced, Dad. No matter what we tell you, you don't listen about her." He said, "I am not prejudiced. She's my only daughter." So, that's how subtle it can be. That's how subtle it can be. Assassination of character. We do that all the time. It's like taking a knife and cutting a person. Slash them open, because that's what we're doing. We need to think about that. Have you ever noticed very often when people get together, they go to a brunch or a breakfast or dinner or lunch or whatever, what comes up, the topic is usually people. That's the most common if we agree and we talk about somebody, we're committing murder as sure as if we put a knife in them. And then what about adultery? You know, People think of adultery only in the term of the sin of the action itself. But what about fornication, contraception, abortion? All of those are against the marriage vows that we've taken to live. And what about when we're at work? And we procrastinate and waste time. We're stealing. We're stealing. And many a company has fallen apart because of that. Oh, I'll just take one paper clip. Well, I need some more paper clips. Well, I need a stapler. And by the time you know it, you have a bigger office than you do at the where you work. It is also false witness. You soundly tell the whole truth. So help you God with the hand on the Bible. Yes, and then lie through their teeth. L-A-W-E-R is spelled now L-I-A-R. Dangerous, very dangerous. Once we move away from the understanding of the commitment to Jesus Christ in everything we do and say, we then become the enemy. We become the enemy. We are asked not to do that. And we have the intercessor to help us not to do that. He's not foolishly gone, but still is there. And so we must ask for that. We must ask for that healing for the covenant between Jesus and us through the intercession of a good friend, his name, Pantaleimon. Sing the tropar, please. Listen again.
1: Receive
0: an invitation
1: through the lips of Hermolas, which came from heaven itself. You embraced the faith of your mother, and you rejoiced when you were killed for it. In return you receive the grace to heal sickness. So heal our infirmities that we may honor you, O great martyr
0: Panteleman. If you wish to be the friend of Jesus, then you need to be like him, to copy this saint's life and to ask for his intercession, intercession for all the healing of the things I mentioned, makes us those who, when we pass, the foolish will say they're dead, and we are not. We have a kingdom to which we belong, and that's personal invitation of Jesus for each of us to become the great saints. That's what we're called about. That's what we're supposed to be. The Lord bless you and keep you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.